Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 42. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. Today is Thursday, April 9th. We have maintained Thursday recordings now, a weekly basis for... James, has been actually a, a month now, if not more. We've done at least four episodes in a row. Is this is this happening? It might be. I haven't really been paying attention, but... See, if I, the days like have turned into dribble now. I yeah. don't know what days what anymore for the most part. I think uh, I've been only figuring it out because of work calls and work meetings that never cease to stop, and also Animal Crossing telling me every day what day it is when Tom yeah. comes out and says, wee, 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 and I'm like, alright, that's great. So, Yeah, uh, if I didn't have my calendar on my Apple Watch to like tell me when I have to like actually get to class, or do a get ready for a video call class, then like I probably would honestly forget when to, uh, to actually do that. Because, yeah, literally, like, 98% of my time, I'm just, like, stuck in my apartment. So, yeah, the days are kind of becoming one and the same. It's just all happening, man. Can't believe it. Um, All right, so let's get into it. How are you doing currently? Like, how's everything going for you? You're back in uh, Riverside, not Riverside, back in Davis. So you're just uh, doing okay over there? So it's kind of interesting that like the dining halls all like take food to go now so i like really i don't know it's nice that i can like come back and watch shit on my like laptop or whatever while i eat instead of having to like just watch it on my phone at the uh, dining hall or whatever so at least there's that i don't know i'm trying to look at the bright side i have also gotten into like actually exercising in my free time so, like, at the end of the day, I'll just, like, put, like, a movie on or something like that and just literally just do, like, a routine while I'm, ex- like, exercising while I just watch, like, the enti- entire movie. So that way I get, like, an hour and a half to two hours of exercise a day. Nice. I don't know. It's, I'm trying to look at it like, you know, oh, how does it, how do the, like, people in the movies get, like, so crazy fit? They li- basically have to live at the gym for, like, however long until it gets that fit. Well, I literally basically can't go anywhere, so I'm just going to pretend that I basically live at a gym and just exercise whenever I have free time. So, besides, just, like, doing my school reading and stuff like that, I'm trying to make the best of it and see if I can, like, burn some fat while I'm at it. Uh No, I feel that. I, I My exercising has decreased, actually, for me. I, I haven't had a chance because I'm like, I'm going to be honest, I was like, oh, I could probably do it. Um, if I have spare time, like, cause I, I felt like working from home, I would have a little bit more time maybe, uh, just cause I'm like, oh, I'll yeah. probably get a lot of work done to the point where there's like not much to do. So I'm like, oh, I can maybe like use a little bit of time to just kind of like get other things done as well, just for myself too. Just cause it like the work hours are pretty much like the main portions of the day. So it's hard to like kind of do a lot of stuff around it. And, um, nope, nope, not at all. It went to like, uh, oh, I got all this work I got to do, and I'm like, oh, I'll do it. Oh, wait, no, I have a call. Oh, this call added more work, but I still have to do that other work. I guess I'll do it all now. No, I have another call. Oh, there's another call. Hey, is that a call? Oh, it is a call. I better get on the call. Hey, look, all this work I haven't got to do because I've been on a call. <laughs> yeah, I'm like super lucky that like my classes have been very, at least so far, very little work, although I actually took like a closer look at one of my assignments that's due in like a month. And I realize now why it's due in a month, and it's because there's, like, almost 200 pages of reading to, like, actually do that assignment. 
basically this class is uh, plants in society and it's basically just how interconnected our society is to like crops and how important plants are to just general human survival and so I guess the first assignment is the professors just like look up articles about how climate change is affecting like the amount of food we have available and like what is it going to be like in like 2050 is there going to be enough food for everyone or are we like totally fucked and so that's a depressing assignment but yeah basically Ooh, that sounds fun I was like she finally put up the like apparently there's required reading for it that she's giving us and then we also have to look up articles on our own uh and so i was like oh i'll look at i'll look at the reading see what i have to do it can't be that bad and one of them's like 110 pages and i'm just like Whoa. okay i'll get on that now i guess <laughs> yeah damn dude but whatever like if i spread it out over a month that's like fucking nothing oh no yeah definitely uh i, I like i think I, I heard like they basically like some schools have been giving people more work than they ever had before but it's also like to make up for everything yeah. But it sounds somewhat stressful, especially, like, I know people that have, like, a job and school, and they still can work, but they're working from home, too, and they're just like, well, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't even imagine. I'm super lucky that I I was basically working for, like, five years before I even, like, came back to school, so I was, like, saving up my money the whole time because I was living with my parents. So I really didn't have to work while I, like, went back to school. So my grades have been, like, super great, but I, I was just like, dude, whoever actually try, finds the time to do a job and do full-time schoolwork, like, hats off to you. Goddamn. Yeah, no, there's there's so many, um, like, there, there's a lot, for sure. But, okay, so, guys, if uh, you want to talk to us and give us feedback or send us a question, you can at sutrosidetalk at gmail.com. Ask us a question, maybe it's about all the current situation going on, whether it's, like, entertainment and everything else, but all just, like, maybe something about us specifically, or games, or movies, TV shows, whatever. Uh, if you do that, the first person that does uh, send it in and we read it on the show, they'll get a copy of Midnight Ultra uh, on PC. That's uh, a game I actually helped develop. I did all the game audio for it. That is all the sound effects, not the music specifically. Uh, aside from that, you know, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Side Talk, and you can follow James and myself, uh, James at InvaderJim124 and me at GoGoComzilla. I'm actually, uh, throwing out stuff we usually save for the end, uh, just to kind of throw it here first. Just, you never know, honestly, I just see if it helps at all, but I'll, I'll probably do it again at the end. Uh, you know, it's only like, what, 20 seconds of me talking like that? It's just not too bad. Uh, James, though, we got, so news-wise, we don't have too much. It's finally happened, what I expected, where it's like, all right, news is going to slow down, uh, there won't be too much to talk about at a certain point, and we could finally really talk about what we've played and what we've watched. And right now, we just have a bit of, like, honestly, a smaller list of kind of, like, the impact the virus has had and, the, like, the entire pandemic has had on the entertainment industry, whether it's gaming or movies and then uh, we also have a small bit of gaming news. No other TV movie news. So, once we get through that, we will have a good amount of time to cover what we've been playing and what we've been watching. Uh, we won't get through all of it, I can guarantee that, just because that list has just been growing. I think it'll keep us busy for a while to just keep talking about that. Let's say if there's no news, we'll still be busy with this. Like, we'll be able to keep right. talking to you about, like, a ton of stuff. I mean, as it is, I watched, like, three more movies this last few days. 
in my my list of games and a few movies. I've been watching movies with groups of people. I've kind of stopped watching stuff in general to instead just hit my backlog and just play a bunch of stuff and it's been it's been going good. I should be adding more games to that list very soon to be honest. I don't think it'll really drop too much in terms of what I can talk about. But all right, we're going to go straight into the corona related news. First up, it's uh specifically about the Paramount Pictures release dates of uh, movies that were delayed and now we have some release dates for them. Uh, first off is Top Gun Maverick. So it was originally slated to come out this summer on June 24th. It has been uh, pushed now to December 23rd of this year. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2 was about to come out when everything happened. It was honestly the next movie to come out. I was really excited for this movie. And that was March 20th. It was like, I think I started quarantine four days before this. So I was like actually trying to see if I could still get away with going to a theater at the time. Because I was like, well, I mean, it's a really good movie. It's a really good experience to be in a theater for it. So I don't want to miss it. Luckily, they they stopped it. And uh, the new release date is September 4th, 2020. So right after the summer. Okay. And then we got... Let's hope they can actually make that. (laughs) Yeah, no, right? Uh, We have, I think, three more. All right, yeah. Uh, the Spongebob movie, Sponge on the Run. What the hell is this? Uh, I, I, what is this, like the fourth movie? I only watched the first one. I haven't watched the other t- two, I guess. Dude, they sold the ticket to me as soon as they showed uh, John, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu, I was like, John Wick. Keanu Reeves is a fucking sagebrush. It's like, hi, I'm a sage. I was like, sold. At first, from the direction he was, I thought it was a tumbleweed. I was like, is he just in a tumbleweed? I think it... I think it's like the same thing, sagebrush and tumbleweed. Oh, I could was be he rolling around? Oh, uh, I think I think so. I could be completely wrong. Oh, whatever, it's just fucking I, hilarious. I would, I would. So with SpongeBob, I used to watch the shit out of that. Like honestly, that's probably something I could quote anytime I want to, at, because it just works so well with so many things nowadays. Like I can guarantee you. At least once a week, I will be able to input some form of SpongeBob quote into regular life, and people will understand it without even questioning it. And I don't. Okay, so I think it came out what two thousand one or something. It was like early two thousands. The show was released. Oh, I wouldn't remember. <laughs> uh, the first movie. So I remember watching the first movie in theaters, and then I watched the show. I think that was like high school. And then I watched the show for a little bit more, and then I stopped. And I kind of fell off the show, and then they kept going with the show. And then they made the second movie, which I was actually at school in Savannah, Georgia for when they were filming it. I remember coming outside of my... Uh, I was living in a loft above a restaurant on Broughton Street, which is the main street of the city. Like, the, the main downtown street. That's, like, where all the shops are and everything else. It's, like, oh, that's just... It's the main street. And I remember walking outside, and the first thing I see, I just see all these people. I walk outside, it's like hella early in the morning, going to class, and I just see a giant ship drive by, a giant pirate ship on wheels, drive by with Antonio Banderas on it. And I just look up and I see it, and I'm just like, it's too early for this shit, I have to go to class. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not even dealing with this. But they, they filmed it on Broughton, and they filmed at Tybee Island, which is like a a, a beach town that's nearby savannah it's like where we go to the beach and 
I never watched the movie. I know one of my friends is an extra in it too, so I, I should eventually watch it just to kind of see where that is. And then uh, I know the show kept going, and then they made, I think, a th- I want to say they made a third movie, and then they made more episodes, I think. And now there is another movie. So, somewhere after the first movie, there's th- two more movies with so many seasons, I'm sure, in between them all. And I've never watched any of them. And I'm like, do I... I could go and watch them. I don't know if they're good. I feel like Maybe. the nature of Spongebob, you don't really... I don't think you need the context of the previous stuff to watch the individual movies. Other than like, oh, no, 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 easily you are. would not. You would not. Have, you need. You don't need context for any of it. Like you could just jump into any random episode, and you're like, okay. But I think for me, I'm just kind of. I'd rather see the evolution of the show. Just kind of see if there's, like, see if there's changes in ah, the I style see. or the attitude of the show or like the humor. Like you could tell if the writer leaves or not, or animation changes because the animation has changed over time and everything else. So it's like. I'm just curious in that sense, I guess. No, I see what you mean. Because, like, I mean, one example is, like, Archer. Like, you could definitely see, like, a progression. I of the fell off that show. Archer. That show is good. I never had a complaint about it. I just fell off and I never got back to, like, catching up. I think the last season I watched, um, uh, I think they did, like, a, it was, like, one spinoff or something. Where yeah, they, there they was... did a few of those seasons. Uh, I'm actually all caught up now. I'm probably seasons behind then. I think he just had the baby. Oh, well, yeah. Then you're definitely a few seasons behind. I think I only saw the season, like, right after they had the baby or something. And he was like, you think he was going to be there? And then he was, like, off gallivanting somewhere or something. You haven't seen, like, Archer Dreamland or anything, have you? I haven't seen any of the special theme stuff. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, so I'm, like I said, I'm super behind. And I just haven't had a chance. And I don't have Hulu either, so... Uh, yeah, that's where I watch it all. Of course. Uh, next, uh, did I say the date for Spongebob, or did I just say Spongebob? Oh, man. Uh, I blanked on that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, it was May 22nd, in case I didn't say it already, and then it uh, is delayed to July 31st, so it has the smallest impact, I'd say. Uh, only the, It was, like, the shortest uh, delay, only, like, two months, compared to the others. Uh, then Tomorrow War... Uh, starring Chris Pratt, I've never heard of this. Uh, it was scheduled to open. Tw- it was supposed to be December twenty fifth. At now, just it has an unknown release date because it was pushed out by the Top Gun movie. Uh, so Top Gun moved it out of its slot. Uh, that's why it was delayed. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and then what's what is uh, their movie GI Joe, uh, the the Snake Eyes movie uh, is still scheduled for a October twenty third release. I did not know that was a thing. I forgot that they were making that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have some news, actually, about South by Southwest. So they've actually partnered with Sam Amazon for an online film festival. Oh, uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so for 10 days, uh, they haven't given it an early state. The their, the speculation or their, their goal is to hit it in late April. They want to make it. And I think it's whoever or whichever movies want to jump in there. I think there's like a fee for the people that want to show their movie, but it would be shown free to anyone with or without a Prime account. I mean, you'd make oh, okay. an Amazon account, but you don't need Prime to watch it. Uh, remi- so, remind what? me: is it's not that they're streaming it live like an actual film festival? It's just that you you pick and choose what movies you want to watch when you, you want can to watch, watch them. them. 
it'll be available i think it's said for 10 days you'll have the the duration of 10 days to watch any of the movies you want ah okay as many as you want as many times as you want i want to say that's pretty neat yeah so that'll be pretty cool um i'm looking forward to that honestly because i'd love to it's like just a cool way to watch all these different films that are like meant for south by southwest so like film festival type films and stuff i'd love to do like group watches with that that sounds really fun uh, but that's at least like a lot of conventions and places are either if they can't do something physical, they're either switching to a smaller digital platform or canceling altogether depending on the place. But this is like an example of like, hey, we're going to still try to do something at least to keep like stay relevant and whatnot. And also, you know, we want to get those films out there, have them seen by people. Now it's going to have a, probably a bigger audience, if anything, especially with a bunch of bored people just sitting uh, around yeah. at home if they don't have a job. Yeah, because like... I I wouldn't have gone to that film festival because it's not my scene. But like now, I might watch those movies because it's just on Amazon. Yeah. Yep. And next up, another set of film changes. This one affects the MCU. So, yeah, Black Widow. Uh, even so, I thought I'm like, okay, if it's a prequel, they don't have to like nothing else matters if it gets delayed or whatever. But then it's like, even though if it's a prequel, it's still the uh, the importance of just film slots and the space between each other, because you don't want the movies to directly compete too much. Right. So they're delaying other stuff. Uh, it is now going to be kicking out Eternals. The Eternals movie was going to be November 6th. That is now when Black Widow is coming out. Okay, so... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they just pushing back if all all of their movies? It looks like it. Okay. Yeah. So they're I just uh, yeah they're, they're just pushing everything. So uh, Black Widow's number six. So the Eternals will now go to February twelfth in uh, twenty twenty one, uh, which was Shang Chi's spot, and now Shang Chi is moved to May seventh, which was Doctor Strange's spot. And Doctor Strange has now moved to November 5th, 2021, which was Thor Love and Thunder's spot, which moves Thor Love and Thunder <laughs> to February 28th, 2022. Damn, I didn't even realize they had, like, what, five movies planned over the next year? Yeah, so they just, uh, basically, there was actually Jesus. a big gap. So, uh, the biggest gap was between uh, November 2021 to... May 2022. So Thor is the last one affected by it. After that, Black Panther 2 is still remaining to be slated at 20, May 8th, 2022. And Captain Marvel 2 uh, is actually shifted two weeks to July 8th, 2022. Uh, man, I don't want that movie for my birthday. <laughs> uh, can I have it? Man, they, they chose of all the movies. They gave me that one. I couldn't get like Spider-Man again. Uh... Trash. Remind me when Wonder Woman comes out? Or do, do they have a set date for that? I think it's August. August? Okay. Yeah, it was delayed like two months, I want to say. It was supposed to be June, and now it's delayed to August, which is actually smart on their part. Yeah. Hopefully, honestly, if it's timed correctly, if things get bad, but like, you know, they fix a lot of things men through the summer, that'll be like one of the first movies everyone sees. And everyone's going to be wanting to come out, of the, come out and go to a theater, and Wonder Woman will be there to take it all. Dude, like, I liked the first movie. It, it didn't get me, like, super hyped. But I'm, like, weirdly hyped for One Woman 84. 
Because I just, like, I want to know what leads up to that scene with her in, like, the golden armor and shit. That yeah. was rad. But we got... So, James, that was just the MCU. Are you ready for the rest of the Disney movies? Uh, sure, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. So, the live-action Mulan movie, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 5, or whatever it is, uh, just because everyone's flying around again. Which, honestly, I heard... Everyone says it's really good. Everyone says it's great. I want to see it. But I'm also just kind of still just like, y'all didn't want a dragon voiced by Eddie Murphy, but y'all said people can run up walls and turn into birds. Yeah. Which I get. I get because they did say, like, all of that kind of style with, like, the jumping everything. It's very much in with actual, actual Chinese culture. Which does make a lot of sense. But I'm just like, well, I mean, that's great for them. I just want Eddie Murphy as a red dragon. Is that, is that so much? Yeah. Is it? Is it? I, I feel like it shouldn't be. Dude, if he's like a final reveal at the end of the movie and he's like an actual legit super dragon, that'd be so funny. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I ate the cricket also because, you know, I'm a soldier and I'm hungry. Because like he is supposed <laughs> to be the family guardian spirit or whatever. So yeah. like... What if he's legit like a badass guardian at the fucking end? That well, I mean, you awesome. know, they also they they uh, eliminated Shane. He's not in the movie. Who? The captain. What? They divi- uh, Apparently, they divided him up into two characters. One Aww. is more of a uh, surrogate father style commander, and the other is some other foot soldier trash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I mean, I'll give it a shot, but, like, I feel like it's not going to hit the same notes for me as the original movie does. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, obviously, it's it will be its own thing. It's not going to be, like, a shot-by-shot and everything else, so that'll be kind of cool. Um, but, you know, I, I'll reserve judgment until I see it. I'm just, you know, I have my gripes, but they're more of just complaints to bide time until I watch it and probably change my mind or whatever. Yeah. All right, so that was, did I say the real estate for that one? <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I did. So it was supposed to come out in March. It is opening now on uh, July twenty fourth, twenty twenty. If that actually does happen, who knows? Uh, that in turn, <laughs> you ready, James? That in turn bumps Jungle Cruise a whole year to July thirtieth, twenty. <laughs> July thirtieth, twenty twenty one. So they just said, you know what? It's all ready, but let's just delay it an entire year. Even though Damn. I'll be honest, that movie looks not interesting at all. It with looks the, like with Emily Blunt and The Rock, I could give two shit. That looks not. That doesn't look interesting. I was like, that really? This is a movie they made this. Here's the thing, I this may be just like a weird hot take, but it seems like Jumanji light to me. Because it's like, okay, we got The Rock. We didn't get like Kevin Hart or anyone, and it's like there's jungle animals, but it, there's not like magical jungle animals and stuff. So. It's kind of feels like the flavor Jumanji a little bit. They, no, no, James. They said we thought we saw the success of Haunted Mansion. We want to be like that. Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I remember with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that. That was no, terrible. it was terrible. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So there's like, not. It, let's fuck up another ride. <laughs> I mean, this is them going. They first they went with Pirates of the Caribbean, and it worked. And then they, I think they did a Tomorrowland movie. Oh, they, they did, did do a, that was actually good. I like that. I, I like that I wanted to movie. see that movie. I should see if that's on, uh. That's Disney actually Plus. a good time. 
yeah so that was very obscure i don't think it was that popular but i think that's why it was just like it didn't attract like the sheepish masses it was just like oh this is actually just an, it's an enjoyable flick like this Can is very you nice. imagine what a movie based off of this is a small world would be what if they made it a horror movie <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest, James. I was tempted to break my microphone for a second there. Uh, I just uh, if I'll just give you this. Uh, I hate the small world ride. I, I think hate like it with everyone a passion. Has a small disdain for it, at least. I hate the song. I hate everything about it. It's just all terrible to me. I, I hate it when I am forced to go on it by any people that I'm with. Whatever they're they're like, oh, I just you should be with everybody. And I'm just like, I'd but rather you gotta be. Gotta go on this ride. It's Disneyland. <laughs> I you know can I just drown in the water? It sounds so much more appealing. Oh man, <laughs> but yeah, no. If there was a movie based off that, I'd be okay. That would be that. That'd be my moment. I'd be like, okay, now you have to be worried about me in the theater because now <laughs> I'm gonna like go Inglorious Bastards and just burn everything down. I'll be like, yeah, there's my face on the screen telling you, you dipshits, why would you try to watch this movie? And then it all just goes into flames. Maybe it's just because you're wearing a Resistance shirt. But it makes me think of, like, oh, shit, what was the guy from Resistance Retribution? Grayson? James Grayson. Like, Grayson just going from, like, conversion center to conversion center, destroying them. No, I just go theater to theater. You're just like, y'all showing in a small world? Yeah? Okay, dope. Not hey, anymore. Hey, why do you have all that lighter fluid? Don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, fucking Jungle Cruise does delight a year. Who cares? <laughs> uh, th- okay, this... Again, God, he's getting older, guys. Come on. Indiana Jones 5 has been pushed a whole nother year from July 9th, 2021 to July 29th, 2022. Maybe so just now, don't bother with that one. I don't know. Okay, so that was actually pushed by... Was it Captain Marvel? No. Yes, actually. Technically, yes. Because I could have... So Indiana Jones was going to come out two days after my birthday. I was very happy about that. And that was be 2021. Now it was delayed an entire year, but it's not even on my birthday because that year it's delayed 22 days because of Captain Marvel 2. So instead of going, I get to watch Indiana Jones on my birthday, they said you have to watch Captain Marvel 2. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't have to. Maybe I won't out of protest of saying, well, can't you do something better for my birthday, Disney? I thought this was about me. This yeah. is about me. All right. This is so disappointing. Oh, my God. All right. Next up, uh, da, 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 da. oh wait, that movie still hasn't happened yet. I f- should I thought that already came out. Remember that movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds? Oh yeah, where he's like a video game character that becomes sort of aware. He's an NPC that comes off the rails. Yeah, I so that whole time I thought that movie already went to theaters and left theaters. I didn't know it didn't come out. <laughs> Dude, weirdly enough, I thought so too. I, oh, it comes out this July? Oh my god. That's uh, hilarious. I thought it came out in, like, March. I mean, so I, it comes I mean, out now point, December 11th. At this point, I'll watch, like, almost anything with Ryan Reynolds, so I'll wait, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, that comes out December 11th. Uh, the West Side Story movie Steven Spielberg uh, was working on comes out on December 18th. And the movie The Last Duel from Ridley Scott comes out December 25th. Uh, those weren't touched at all. Uh, Wes Anderson's movie, The French Dispatch, which is his next, uh, you know, his next Wes Anderson movie. So I, you all have to watch it. Uh, that was originally going to come out July 14th. Oh, that would have been a good birthday movie. Oh, wait, it still would have come out a week later. Uh, will now come out October 16th. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so the the Fox titles though they haven't given release dates for. Also, this is all from an IGN article. That's why I read, read a couple things word for word. So I just want to say that real fast. Um, that is hella true. Yeah, so some of the Fox movies actually haven't been given release dates. Specifically, New Mutants. We haven't gotten a release date for that. Oh, yeah. uh, I guess they're like, yeah, we'll figure that one out. That's not as important. Uh, but delayed to oblivion anyway, I just so. want that. You know, give me give me New Mutants instead of Captain Marvel 2. How about that? Can we just do that instead? You know, the annoying thing is that they finally released like a new trailer for it. And I actually was like, holy right shit, this actually before looks it good. got delayed. It was legitimately like a week before it got delayed. It got that trailer. Yeah. That was the biggest... God. So, yeah, that... Uh, the Mutants, the personal history of David Copperfield. I don't know about that. Antlers and Woman in a Window or In the Window. Dude, I legit am like actually looking forward to watching Antlers because all the trailers for that make me fucking. It's like my skin crawl. It's creepy. Yeah. So yeah, those they they're up in the air. I guess for now they haven't decided. Uh, one movie though didn't make the cut. I didn't even know they were making this, but there's an Artemis Fowl uh, movie. I guess based off of the uh, those young adult books. Yeah. No, I I have definitely seen posters for that in like theaters i thought that that was f- like further along oh well it was it was gonna uh come out august 9th of this uh of 20 so originally it was supposed to be august it was supposed to come out may 29th 2020 after being delayed a year previously practically oh so originally august 9th 2019 then it was delayed to may 29th 2020 so it's gonna come out uh then they said you know what we're just not gonna put this one in theaters it's going straight to disney plus Oh, okay. Uh, they just haven't given a release date yet. Huh. Weird. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, yeah, so that's all of Disney's stuff. Uh, Microsoft did give an announcement, basically, though. So, Microsoft-wise, they're going to be doing uh, digital like shows and whatnot, or digital conferences until July 2021st. 2021 uh potentially yeah didn't they do a xbox um inside xbox that's what it episode is. Yeah. yeah i actually still have to watch that myself so if we if there's news for it or anything new uh i'll just wait till next week just because i don't i didn't have a chance to watch it yet i saw a bit of it, it but not the whole thing it talked about like um they went into more specifics about the how the hardware of the xbox one series x works okay and if that we, we just wait till next week huh Probably. it's not that yeah it's not yeah. that bad yeah, I, I know there was some stuff about, like, Sea of Thieves, Grounded, and... Oh, yeah, there's a new Grounded trailer. I yeah, and I, haven't watched I feel like there's yet. something... Oh, oh, Gears Tactics, I feel like there's something... Because that's actually coming. I forgot about that game. Oh, that's bad to say, actually, I think about that. Uh, yeah, so, uh... <laughs> no, but, uh, Gears Tactics, it... it I, like, I keep forgetting that it's coming out, but I know about it. Like, it's just, I feel like I haven't seen much of it. And it does look cool. Like, you know, it's basically Gears of War XCOM edition. Yeah. Like, or XCOM Gears of War edition. Now that makes more sense, yeah. Uh, and it's, like, got a mix of, like, I think some Gears style gameplay, but it's mainly, like, you know, the full strategy, everything, and then, like, it's following specific characters. I didn't even realize. Uh, apparently it's, uh, you play as a dude named something Diaz, so I think it's, like, Kate's dad, maybe, Ooh. or some relative of hers. Interesting. Maybe her uncle. Because he's in it's also five. I thought that wasn't her real uncle, or is it her real uncle? Oh, I assumed it was her real uncle. Maybe it was just, like, colloquial? 
Or whatever. Hey, Kate! Uh, he was annoying in four. That dude was... Was it four that he was in, or was it five? He was in four and five. Oh, yeah, he, he was in four as well. I of five. that. Yeah, he dies in five. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's like in the beginning. I forgot. I was just yeah. like, oh, he did. I didn't care. It was whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I cared more about... Um, I don't know, there's actually no one in the new trilogy I've cared about dying yet. But also, I haven't gotten to the end of five, so it's not like I haven't had to choose between uh, Dell and uh, JD yet. Yeah. Which I still, after what you told me last week, I was still cracking up the fact that the most tragic death they made was a robot, but whatever. I'm still mad about that. I was just like, this game was good until now. (laughs) Uh, Alright, last two pieces... Uh, well, actually, also just saying, like, two for these conferences, I'm very curious, because, like, maybe, I haven't, since I haven't watched it, I'm assuming, like, it's a similar style for the most part to how they used to do in said Xbox, because, I mean, for the most part, it was just, like, a couple people in a studio talking uh, st- about stuff and in chairs. I'm assuming, though, this time no one's near each other. Yeah, no, the clip that I saw was uh, Larry Herb talking to, oh, I guess, one of their engineers, or... or- Someone who works, someone with like a really long beard. Was it on a webcam? Yeah, it was on webcam. So that okay, was like, interesting. They're, they're, yeah. It's all remote calls, I believe. But I'm assuming we'll probably get maybe we'll get one more before the E3 or the now Microsoft Digital Conference that we'll get in place of their E3 conference, uh, which will be interesting. Uh, all right, last two pieces of news for Corona. Uh, Amazon has delayed their MMO. Uh, the New World, that one, which I, I didn't even think it was coming out that soon. Uh, it's actually been delayed from... It was supposed to come out uh, August... Tw- oh, no, it was supposed to come out... Um, originally April 2020, and then the... Wait... Actually, I don't know when the... I th- wasn't it supposed to come out, like, very soon? It was, like, an enter beta and just come out? I know we talked about it recently, but honestly, I have, like, zero interest in this Amazon MMO game, so I have not been, like, trying to remember yeah. when it comes out or whatever. But it's been delayed to uh, August 25th, specifically. So, I- I'm almost positive it was, like, April or May it was supposed to release... It was like very much very close to it, even though they have a closed beta coming, like I guess in the summer now, because apparently the closed beta was delayed as well. But besides that, uh, last one, uh, Disney and Universal Parks have both been extended to the end of May, so May 31st, for closure. So we're going to have them closed for two more months, basically. Two more months of no theme parks, which doesn't matter since we're not outside anyway. But... That's a week before my trip to Disney World. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Uh, but also, it's like, I don't know how everything... That's, honestly, it's hard to even say what's going to be going on at that point. That's two months away. I mean, like, currently the news is good. But, obviously, the it's still going to... This is going to be going on for, like, a while. Yeah. It's just, like... Oh, easily. It's just doing better than it could be, I guess, at this point. Yeah, hopefully they don't open things prematurely because yeah, I know no, certain that... people in certain offices are like, no, everything's fine, it's all good, we can just go back to work. Yeah, no, that would be but, very bad. Yeah. 
All right, James, that is it for Corona News. We have only two gaming news pieces, the first of which you want to talk to us about. It's uh, revolving, re- regarding, revolving, regarding Stadia. Yeah. Google so, Stadia, that is. A couple bits of news. So, I guess if anyone's interested in trying out Stadia, the free version is finally out. And the little, I guess if anyone doesn't remember, you still have to buy your games on Stadia for like full price. So they're going to be like $60 games. But if you have the interest in trying it out without the, like, whatever $10 a month subscription it is, I forget how much it costs. Anyway, so Stadia Pro, which is their paid subscription, that is also going to be free for two months, and then they're going to start billing you. And the only reason why I would suggest trying it out is that kind of like PlayStation Plus, there's, like, and, and I guess Games for Gold... There's like a library of free games that you get to try out with the Stadia Pro subscription. So if you don't want to buy games on Stadia, but you want to try it out for a bit, you could try out something like Destiny if you want. But again, it's Stadia, so it may or may not be that great. (laughs) It's Stadia. James, this is your only hope now. You've had to fall to Google. That's the thing. It's like I I looked it up when you suggested trying to find a way to play Destiny on my computer, and unfortunately, they uh, Bungie does not have a Mac version of Destiny. So I could subscribe to Google Stadia for a bit and just like play Destiny on my computer through my web browser. But I also wouldn't have access to all like the new season content and stuff like that. So I'd have to basically just grind all the old stuff which to be fair there's plenty to grind there so that is like sort of tempting me to see if google stadia is worth it but i'm not that tempted if i'm going to be super honest understandable all right then that now leaves the last piece of news which is the playstation 5 controller the image of it was released along with more details about it uh by sony on their uh playstation blogcast or playstation blog uh did you read the whole article no i didn't read the whole thing but i watched a few videos of uh people that like just basically yeah yeah so it's pretty honest so okay i guess first things first how do we feel about the color scheme uh the color scheme doesn't bother me as much as the form factor. Like, oh, the the way the shape. I don't know why. It was just like, to be fair, my complaint. It's, it's a, like an Xbox controller more so than before. There's that, but my complaint mostly is that it looks a little more chunky towards the top than I was expecting compared to the DualShock Four. But it they is. did. But they did say in their article that they worked really hard to design a shell for the controller that feels smaller than it looks they they very much uh specified that specific yeah they they were very specific about like they were making sure like they were they were very honestly the description for it at first i looked at it and i was like this is a very interesting looking controller and then the explanations and reasons and implementations that they've added to it yeah honestly just i was like so yeah so that's that's the thing it's like i my initial reaction was like, oh, "That's an ugly controller," but like, I'll probably get it was over that, it. I th- I, for me, it was the, it was it's not the shape because I just see like people always say that, like the 
everyone's number one controller is the Xbox controller. Everyone always, like, not everyone, but a lot yeah. of people always say they prefer the Xbox controller, like it's their favorite one. And over time, I actually kind of seen Sony taking more hints from that and just kind of uh, slowly with the PS4 controller, kind of as the first piece, had a little bit more of slight similarities. Or maybe it was not that necessarily, but maybe they're, they're like elite type controllers, like their scuff and stuff, had more shaping like it. But yeah. this now is like more of like a bridge. Now it's like this feels looks like a PlayStation controller, but it also feels like it has that Xbox controller DNA morphed into it for shape wise. Uh, everything else on it, like I guess shape wise for me, I like it. Uh, the R two and L two, I'm just very curious to try out myself because they do look a little bit different. Uh, otherwise, like R one, L one seem pretty much standard the same as they usually are they're like uh, slightly angled this yes. time uh the touchpad is what bigger right it's a little bit bigger yeah no the touchpad does look a lot bigger and i will say that i do like that they blended in the touchpad into the controller more so it doesn't like you can see that it's obviously like a thing but it it's not like i'm not really describing this well but it's like the touchpad on the ps4 controller always looks like they just slapped on like Here a you go. tiny little touchpad to just, just to be like look we put touch capacity into our controller yeah no but, i get that but the the dual sense controller which apparently is what they're going with now uh it Trademark. looks like yeah the touch <laughs> it looks like the touchpad was designed from the get-go to be part of the controller yes very much it looks a lot more because also you look at the they changed the lighting for it too before the lighting yeah. was on the back uh, just like, or the I guess technically the front of the controller. I don't know if it, the front. I would, I would call it the front. Yeah, so it's on the front of the controller. You can barely see it, or it's like at the very like top of it. Whereas now it's on the sides, in between the touchpad and the rest of the controller on the left and right. Yeah, and I honestly like that a lot. I it's think very it, that does look really cool. Like a little the controller chocolate. very much just it, when you look at the white, the white of the controller with the with the light with the lighting of it and everything else i'm just like all i think in my head is future <laughs> future see spongebob reference that wasn't hard at all everything's crumb in the future so the two features that i thought was really interesting and get like the more i thought about it made me think like maybe this is what playstation is trying to focus on mostly uh so the the adaptive triggers which are allow for like different levels of tension Yes, which like I really like. They said as their primary example, like drawing a bow. Yeah. Uh, like knocking the arrow and everything else. Like when you're doing it, like you're gonna feel a little bit more pressure on there when you're pressing it. Yeah, and the other thing was the uh, rumble feature of the controller being upgraded to like haptic feedback, so that like they just claim that you will be able to feel stuff like if you're playing a racing game and you are sliding through mud you'll feel like you're sliding through mud on the controller somehow. Yes. They, they said, like, basically the vibrations will be a lot more... Uh, there's going to be a lot more diversity and variety with the, with the vibration. Yeah. And so here's what strikes me as interesting about that. So, so far, the, the two bits of information that we've gotten that Sony is, seems to be focusing on for the PlayStation is your auditory experience... And your tactile experience. 
So it, they they really want you because they also say when they're talking about the controller, they want it to feel like you don't even have a controller in your hand. Yeah. So and that's the uh, to I guess jump back for a second. Like that's why they claim the controller is like larger at the top than it, the like previous one because they had to figure out a way to fit all that shit into there. Yeah, it's like I mean, look at the name now, calling it Dual Sense. Yeah. Dual Shock was very much just like it's a controller with uh vibrate like it's just a with dual shock it's just like it, it moves and stuff that's it and this yeah. one now is like when you're doing stuff with the triggers like you feel differences in it when your controller shakes it's shaking depending on what's going on and each shake will be more unique than previously and then now like the touchpad there's gonna be more like specific use for that not to mention also like there's the, the aux cord is still there or the aux cable the aux port yeah. is still there so you can still plug in like a mic for there as well as there's a speaker still. I actually think that the headphone jack is going to be primarily for like headphone use because they really were like, if you could wear headphones, then the PlayStation is going to give you some crazy audio. Yeah. It's also got a built-in mic, isn't it? Like they said, yeah, that's you can another, talk through the That's another controller. really cool thing. And I initially thought that that was for like, if you're playing a game like Apex or whatever, and you don't want to like plug in a head, headset, but you're like, oh shit, I see someone like hella far, you could actually just like say that through the controller or what if uh, what if it's for voice commands for the console that would be very interesting so you could just be like hit a button on your controller be like hey playstation go to netflix and you're just there and you don't have to like i mean granted you could just use the the controller you're holding to to do that but it's very simple (laughs) yeah it's it's just a little bit easier because like i don't know if you've ever tried it but the playstation 4 does have that ability if you're wearing a headset I just never use it. Yeah, so like, for so yeah, basically what we were talking about before with PlayStation, just Sony in general, it's they are very much going the route of experience of interactivity, exactly, yeah. and that is exciting. That's the then thing. I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be very cool for what they reveal next. Like, honestly, it's things like this and just thinking about it that make you because everyone's always complaining like they haven't shown us anything. They pulled out of everything. The one thing they did show us is hell boring because it wasn't meant for us. It was meant for other developers and people that are like more into that kind of field. And this just that thinking about it just is like they know what they're doing. It like it really, they they have plans. We just haven't seen them. It really feels like they are trying to figure out a way to not just make games look prettier, but to be more immersive. Either yeah. through like better audio, so that like, like literally three D audio. If if you've ever seen it in a game, works. It's so good. It it's really it's, is immersive. It's very amazing, and I love it so much. And then the Trust I- me, guys, it's great. And then the idea of like the controller f- giving you like a bit more of a tactile sense of what you're doing in the game. Like it really, I can totally see that the next presentation Sony is going to say like, okay. So we told you what the audio is going to be like. We told you what it's going to feel like to play the games with a controller. Now we're going to show you what it's going to look like. And, that would make sense. And basically have like the whole three, like, you know, see how great this ga- uh, these games $800. are going to $800. Yeah. See how great <laughs> these games are going to look. Feel how great these games are going to look. And hear how great they're going to uh, be, uh, like sound or whatever. So, and just make it a whole experience of like on every... We are going to, uh, what's the word? We are going to enhance your games in every literal sense. Yeah. So I think they could really, Sony, hire me as your marketing person. <laughs> Dude, they just really, they, that's their, that is their Achilles tendon is just being 
vocal, the way they talk, and just marketing in general. Because that's always been, ever since PlayStation 3, post-Kevin Butler, you're just like, what are you doing? Well, actually, no, they, they've had great, commer- like, their whole Greatness Awaits yeah. uh, marketing campaign has been very, very good. In terms of, like, when you see those commercials, you're like, oh, these are actually pretty great. Uh, it just, it doesn't feel like you, d- you get as much as you should from it. Like, that's one thing Microsoft's always been a lot better for is their advertising. Because everyone everyone knows about Game Pass practically right now. And a lot oh, less yeah. people know about PlayStation now and things like that. It's like all these small things that really... And also, with building up the actual hype for the next coming consoles. Like, Xbox is... Like, Microsoft has been kind of, like, non-stop with it. They've just kept rolling stuff out going, hey, here's this, here's this. And you're like, well, that's cool. But they're like, isn't this cool? And you're like, yeah, it is. It is because it's, you're just telling me right off the bat. That's it. It's just like instantly there. Whereas so far, like I said, we got the we got the GDC talk where it was like, Mark Cerny's here to talk to you. And Mark Cerny is awesome. But... Mark, Mark Cerny tells you a bedtime story. Yeah, Mark Cerny tells you a bedtime story. It's a great bedtime story. And you're like, that's so interesting. But then he just tucks you in and he's like, here's your milk. And you're like, when will, when will I find out the next story? And he just he already turned off the light and walked away. <laughs> and you're like, wait, come back. <laughs> Mark, tell me about the hard drive again. <laughs> tell me about the upgradable storage that we can get that uh, you can insert into your PlayStation, please. <laughs> What about the release date? Another time, perhaps. Ah, <laughs> huh? another. Oh yeah, I guess I was basically just gonna reiterate your joke okay. there. But all right, so yeah, that's that's the PlayStation Five controller. I'm excited for it. Uh, like I said, just the color. I forgot about the color again. Uh, I I don't know. Would you want mixed colors or a solid color? I, I think, think I'd want a solid color. It's it's interesting, but it just it. Does it does throw me off a little bit? So here's like the, the white thing. doesn't. It's just that black at the bottom. They don't match. They're it one's is weird. shinier it, than the other. It looks like a PlayStation Four controller like evolved, <laughs> but like it didn't Pokemon. finish evolving. Well, it's like so you could see like where it came from, but that like, is true. It's got some extra bits on it. <laughs> Which James, if this controller is white, yeah. So that's the other the thing console. people have been saying is that like this. Two tone black and white. Does the console also the wear like. overalls? Uh, so that's the other thing is like Brian Altano ruined it for me by like with the fucking Mario the Mario controller scheme, and I was just like, oh, that was good. That's good. That was good color though. I was like, oh, I, I get that. Yeah. But like, are, that's the thing. Go on Twitter now and just look up like PlayStation Five controller or whatever. You're gonna see all these different designs people have been doing, and some are like kind of memeish. Others are actually legitimate. Like, hey, I made an Odyssey themed one for Assassin's yeah. Creed, and you're like, oh, that's actually really tight. Like, it's actually this is actually a, a good thing. Like, th- this worked in their favor because now people are actually just talking about a controller it's not even the console they're just like look at all these different designs people are making for this controller not to mention they have the free time to do it right now so it's like it's just really cool yeah dude i saw a horizon zero dawn one that i was like fuck i would buy that <laughs> dude it's that oh god I'm, I'm afraid like i i have this generation i have four ps4 controllers because i i had originally i had like the black one and then i got the uncharted 4 one that's like that kind of grayish blue a little bit and then i got the spider-man one that came with the console and then i was like i don't really need other controllers but they came out the the sunset orange and the berry blue and the Mm. for for the first time i was like i need to buy 
controllers because I don't need them. I already have two. I switch off one when it dies and charge the other. Like it's just you switch them out. It's so easy. But you know what? Now I have four. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another thing. Is like so with, I mean, okay. So the PlayStation Five controller is still gonna have like some bit of light bar on it, but it's not gonna be like a big ass thing. They did say that they're that they focused on trying to uh, increase the battery life. They did. Would be like very like much appreciated because I like, I mean the PlayStation Four controller dies like in a day. Like, Which isn't that's not bad. Like it just means you put it you put it in like rest mode or honestly I don't even you don't even need to do that. I started turning off my PS4 now. I kept I for like honestly years I've just left it in rest mode whenever I stop and I come back to it. But I've actually started turning it off now. Uh, and all I need to do like for me because it doesn't take that long for it to recharge. True. I don't even I put away I put away the Uncharted and Spider Man controllers and I just have the the berry blue and the sunset orange ones now. And when, like I said, one dies, the other one's already charged and it's good to go. I pull that one out and I put the other one charging and I don't have to think about it. It's, it's so easy. Like if you have more issues with that, where you're like, well, why can't it do this? It's like, dude, I think you're just lazy. Speaking <laughs> I of, I think uh, you just don't do anything. Yeah. Speaking of fast charging, they also showed that it's going to charge through USB-C, which I mean, I don't know if it's a universal thing, but it seems like USB-C tends to charge things faster. Apparently, yeah. I mean, like, USB-C is, like, the next step up anyway. Like, I, I guess uh, over time you're going to see kind of... Uh, you've already seen um, mini USB being phased out completely, and next yeah. we're going to probably see micro USB being phased out, and it's just going to be USB-C and lightning. Yeah, it just uh, would be really convenient to have, like, one cable that works for, like, literally everything. Yeah, because right now, like, the, I think PS, yeah, PS3 controllers were charged with mini USB. Yeah. And PS4 is micro USB. Yeah. I remember that because I, I kept, I lost, like, one cable, and then I tried to use the other cable, and it didn't work, and I was getting annoyed, and everything was annoying me. It was great. But, yeah, most things are USB-C now, and it's just, and some of them are, like, Thunderbolt, which is, like, a variation of it. And it's it's just a lot. Having that universal feel, is, it's just so much easier now. It, it just makes more sense. And that is it for the news, though. James, do you want to stop fast and uh, take a quick break to save everything? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Stop in three, two, one. All right, and we're back, done with all the news. Uh, less than an hour in so far. We're going to keep it under an hour and a half for sure. Uh, but now we're going to get to uh, what we've been watching and playing. Uh, honestly, this week, I think we'll just be talking about TV shows and movies. I'm going to save my gaming just because that list is growing bigger than the uh, movie TV show list right now, I'd rather just uh, get that stuff out of the way first. So I find that right episode where it's like, oh, we have a lot of time. Oh, let me tell you about The Witcher 3, and then we're going to yeah. just go crazy with it. But we actually, what is it, 10 o'clock right now at night. At 5 o'clock, we watched for t- a two-hour watch-along on Twitter. Well, we didn't watch it on Twitter. We watched it on our own. But everyone was together on Twitter watching Godzilla 2014. So this is the first Godzilla movie of the MonsterVerse. The current, like, uh, American monster movies with, like, it's just Godzilla, uh, Kong Skull Island, and Godzilla King of Monsters. There, what is going on is Legendary Pictures is working with the Nerdist um, outlet, news outlet, I think. Their news, I'm pretty sure. Uh, They're working together to every week they're going to be doing this, so... 
on Thursdays from 5 o'clock to whenever the movie ends. Or 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Today was Godzilla 2014. Next Thursday is God uh, Kong Skull Island, which I actually have only seen once in theaters, so I really am excited to watch that again. And the next week after that will be Godzilla King of Monsters. The cool thing about this was... While everyone's watching on their own, you know, they try to sync it up at once. Uh, obviously, not ever, like everyone is probably watching it like different minutes, seconds, yeah, I definitely whatever. I noticed a few people posting about scenes like that were like minutes ahead of mine, and I was like, no, uh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, and like the cool thing was like Nerdist would basically just give out commentary. Legendary would release certain stuff, like uh, certain like behind the scenes stuff, but the cool thing too was the I liked third. The, uh, artworks that they were putting up. Yes, cool. they, they released a lot of concept art and. Um, storyboards and stuff that was really cool and they would do that via tweet they just basically like it was giant just tweet chains with the same hashtag and it was like i think monster movie watch along or something and uh the third account was the godzilla movie account which was given control to gareth edwards the director of the film so he got to start tweeting out stuff and he's like i don't have a twitter account so this is pretty crazy <laughs> or i think he doesn't so we got to watch it and i actually ended up watching it with a bunch of i should have had you in there uh but it's like a different it's a different group of people uh Uh, a bunch of friends from school and uh one of them like put it up on the discord live so he live feeded it to the rest of us and we all watched it together and there were like eight of us or something and we're all just watching this movie and people are like commentating like just talking about it during it some had like complaints or whatever uh two people hadn't seen it before so this was their first time watching it and what i did was while we're watching it i went through the twitter feed and kept telling them all the cool little facts and tidbits from the behind the scenes and i said like reading it out loud to uh. them and they'd also besides that ask me just like random godzilla questions and be like or like what did you think about this and i'm like blah blah and everything else so it was so much fun just doing that kind of thing especially like it, it was such it was on such a grand level of like uh all right i'm watching with my friends i'm also going through this giant thing where all these other people on Twitter are, like, talking about it and, like, listening to legendary Gareth Edwards and Nerdist and stuff. And it was just so... It was such a good time. It and was I'm so fun. excited. So excited next week for Kong. And because that's going to be the same time. It's going to be great. Like I said, guys, 5 p.m. The best part is, uh, what I like about this is this is a great thing for us to talk about, too, on the show. Uh, just because it's something we just watched and it's so fresh. And we record on Thursdays, at least for now. So that means for the next two weeks, too, like the opening thing we're going to talk about is Kong. And then the week after that will be the second Godzilla movie and stuff. So that's just, it's really cool. Like, uh, when was the last time you watched that movie? I don't remember. It's been a while because I literally, like, forgot how much I liked this movie. Right? It's it's so much, it's it's such a, we talked about it, we're like, yeah, it's Blue Balls the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, that is still a complaint of mine that, like, they they tease Godzilla for so long and there are several moments in the movie where he finally shows up and then they like cut away or whatever. Yeah, they they do it the first time it's so humorous because uh it's like in Hawaii at an airport. He comes Dude, over, yeah. comes ashore and starts fighting a muto right when they see each other. You just see like the muto is doing shit and then you just see Godzilla roar and then it just shows the main character uh Ford his son is just like waking up on the couch looking at the TV and it's just like the news report just showing the video of like uh, Godzilla and the monster fighting and then the monster flying away Godzilla going into the water but it's just like 
it's, you're cracking up, but I know people in the theater are, like, ripping their hair out when we were all watching at NIMAX, just like, why didn't we get to watch the fight? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's okay. They'll show it the next time. And next, when we have Godzilla fight the, uh, the big female Muto. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. It shows them about to start fighting, and the, the door where the humans are just closes, so you don't yeah. see the fight there either, and you're just like, well, I can't believe it. And Dude, they, they show it after. Because, like, yeah. I, I, uh, Caitlin Olsen? No, that's from... Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, no, Caitlin Olsen is from It's Always Sunny, <laughs> I think. I think that's her name. But anyway, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen, like, she did, like, a fucking phenomenal job in that. The, like, that scene and, like, the scene before that where, like, the the jets just, like, crash into the building behind her. Like, the look on her face literally is just, like, I have just witnessed something that, like, my brain is literally not computing right now. Yeah, because she, she, first you just see the, the, the crazy part about that, because the whole thing with the Mutos is there are these two monsters that release, or at least the flying one. I think, I think both, both of them do. Because, like, what, after They Godzilla, feed off radiation. Because I didn't... I don't think I noticed the first time that, like, after Godzilla, like, finally kills off the second Mudo, like, the lights in San Francisco literally come back. Which, that was a gripe some of my friends had. So, we'll just go through it, because I feel this is really fun to just go in-depth on this. Like, it's, it's such a good time. So, with this movie, uh, you've got... A monster that the main the main monster is like the least amount of screen time it feels like out of all of them because you get the mutos a lot more and you i guess like it's a thing about the budget i can't remember but basically you have gareth edwards tweeting about it saying wow this guy the director never showed this monster at all this movie sucks and you're like wait you are the director and he's just having fun with it you know and he's giving cool tidbits but also you know it's like he knows the complaints everyone had he also says he hasn't watched this movie in five years since he came out and yeah. then he was like, I just realized they don't have a copy of this movie, so I just got it on iTunes for I five bucks. That. Uh, that and I was funny. just like, oh my god, this guy right now. It was, oh god, it was great. And I actually didn't realize, because I had the Blu-ray DVD movie, like the, the combo pack. Uh, you know how it's like, you could get it on DVD, yeah, or yeah. you get the Blu-ray, comes with the DVD. Uh, it had the digital copy, and I forgot to redeem it, so I pulled out, and I'm like, did it expire? And it says like, expired in 2017 and i'm like it's i was like just like food I mean, it's still good right and then i go in and i entered the code and it worked and i was like dope that's that's cool <laughs> so what yeah, i then... think i think for some movies what happened was uh when you buy certain movies and they have an expiration date i think they took that away now and said like there was probably a lawsuit that was like they just paid money and you made it expire like that's fucked up and maybe uh, that's, that's why it still worked i i think that's why but, um, I, dude, there's, you know how many movies I probably have where I never redeemed any of the, uh, any of the codes? Dude, like, if it's anything like me, so many. <laughs> dude, you, you don't think about it, because you're, that's, you're still in that physical mode and stuff like that. Now, yeah. honestly, digital games is an easier thought than digital movies, because I'm like, ah, do I really want to get this movie digital? Because I feel like the, it's a little bit different with games and movies. Games, it doesn't matter, the quality of the game doesn't change, whereas the movie, you're like, I want the disc for the 4K Blu-ray because I want the best possible version of the film to watch. Yeah. Especially, like, you don't yeah. want to stream well, that. You can... Like, if it's anything like iTunes you can or Amazon, you could, I think, buy, like, 4K versions. But they're, like, wicked expensive, so you might as well just buy the DVD anyway. Yeah. Or Blu-ray, I should say. DVD. No one yeah, uses DVDs anymore. <laughs> I really, yeah. I actually just, uh, 
I just rebought the Road to El Dorado. <laughs> I had so the remember the old DreamWorks trilogy of good stuff like uh, the Road to El Dorado, uh, the Prince of Egypt, and oh, Joseph yeah. King of Dreams. Like it was like pre Shrek, where it was just like yo, this is top tier animation. The music's amazing, dude. El Dorado is still one of my favorite animated movies. Dude, they gave Disney movies back. This is like during the Disney Renaissance era, so it's like you had these amazing Disney movies, but DreamWorks was like just throwing out A plus movies at the same time. And, but they were just a lot, there's like three, I could just count them easily and not have to think about it. But, uh, I, I never had Prince of Egypt or Joseph King of Dreams and Passover just started. So I was like, I need this movie. And I, it just came in. I got it for five bucks on Blu-ray. I was like, yes. So I'm like very pleased about that. And, uh, what was I talking about that? I don't know. Oh, right, DVDs. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell? I was talking about Godzilla. Where, how do we do this? Uh, so, oh, one other thing for just the tweeting uh, for stuff. Besides, like, we got all the concept art. Uh, there was some cool stuff about the sound design for the Godzilla roar and, like, the original roar from the 54 and stuff. Like, the, the current, like, cool homages that this movie did to the old one plus like other stuff like the uh the nuke had a timer that was the same as that of goldeneye or not goldeneye uh goldfinger hmm. uh they said like it was the same timer that uh the bomb in goldfinger when like he's like no mr bond i expect you to die or whatever and it was just cool tidbits like that one funny thing though was toho kingdom so it's the the twitter account for toho the actual like you know the studio that like uh distributes and like creates like all the monster movies in japan uh they see the godzilla movie twitter page and it says godzilla 2014 out now like on digital and 4k uh blu-ray uhd you know like uh, uh and stuff like that ultraviolet everything whatever and uh they're like when did this happen they're like, we you never told us about this. <laughs> you just have the you have the Japanese publisher talking to the American publisher on Twitter during a live stream and you're like, wait, or like during a Twitch twit twit fucking Twitch Twitter like uh hashtag marathon and you're just like, uh what? <laughs> That's super funny. Yeah, and it's just it's just funny about that communication. And throughout the movie too, like um like with the EMP stuff. So the cool thing about the Mitos is they're monsters that siphon radiation and they'll like eat it all up, which is why like uh, there's a city in Japan during this movie that gets basically uninhabitable because of like a nuclear meltdown. And because of it, or at least that's what the government says. Yeah. And you get there and like the, the father and son Ford and uh, Brian Cranston's character get there. Dude, so many and, people in the Twitter feed were just like, like uh, just what's the word not looking forward to the scene where brian cranston dies because they're just like and this is the scene that everyone hated <laughs> the acting has just taken a downturn yeah <laughs> that's what a lot of people were saying because a lot of people uh, have criticism over uh, aaron taylor johnson's acting in the movie or like his character in general yeah. i guess i think part of the problem is that like brian cranston's acting up until he dies is like literally so fucking good in this movie it, yeah. it, he's, he's so super because he, he brings up this crazy tone and honestly he carries the human side on his own because you're just listening to him do this for the, the most scene, part the scene where they get like abducted not not abducted but like they get found by the guards or whatever and there's just like they don't have a holding cell so they throw him in like 
of what the janitor closet yeah the janitor closet and he's just like yelling at the guys like i know you're hiding something here my wife died here i have a right to know what's going on here and it's like it's fucking heartbreaking but like god damn he did a good job there Uh, it, it was, dude, his acting, like, especially once you see him die on the catwalk, like, when he falls on the catwalk, everyone freaks out, because it's like, everyone's like, oh my god, and you're just like, dude, you don't think, because the whole thing was, you think he's gonna be the main character, and just to see that happen, it just, it's so, I think this time, honestly, I felt there was a lot more dramatic. Oh, it was very it's a lot dramatic. more dramatic than I remembered it Well, because be. there's, like, a second where, like, he knows he's about, like, the structure he's on is about to fall. And he, like, looks to his son. And just, like, the son knows, like, what's about to happen, too. And they yeah. just, like, have a moment where they're like, oh, God, no. And then it happens. Because, honestly, his acting and then also uh, Elizabeth Olsen's acting specifically, too. Like, they honestly do such a superb job of just, like, getting that emotion brought through. And specifically for me, so I always told people I have a very conflicted interest in, interest in this movie because, like, th- uh, this movie is actually a childhood dream come true. This is the only dream I've ever had come true. So when I was a kid, like, I'm a very, like, Godzilla is my main thing. Yeah. And as a kid, you know, we were from San Francisco, grew up in San Francisco. Like, this is our home. I I have I still have it. I have this little picture 3D book. You have the little 3D glasses and stuff, and it's like Godzilla saves San Francisco, and he fights like a door or a dancer, and he tells Godzilla to fuck off at one point, I think. But the whole point is like Godzilla saves the city from like a monster and stuff. And just like as a kid, I was like, if I could get, if I ever had Godzilla like save San Francisco, that would be like the coolest thing. I, that's like the one thing I've always wanted besides like those other stupid things as a kid when I was like, I want all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and the Pokemon cards. <laughs> and that's like, that's never going to happen. And you're like, oh yeah, you're right. And then later on you're like, yo, those cards were fucking stupid. But this was like that one thing, the earliest childhood dream I ever wanted. That was the one. That was the only one. And then this movie came out and it has Godzilla save San Francisco. And growing up a lot too, like I was very infatuated with like military and, like, military movies, all that kind of stuff also, just because, like, I used to hear stories uh, from my grandfather, because uh, he fought in World War II, he was on Guadalcanal as a Marine. And, like, for a long time, honestly, I actually wanted to join the Marine Corps. And, obviously, I didn't do it, uh, especially during the Iraq War and shit like that. I was like, nah, that's not gonna <laughs> happen. After talking, like, this whole thing with family and everything else. But, um, point is, uh, having a movie where... It's Godzilla saving San Francisco, and the main character is not only a soldier, but a Marine, and he's not really the main person, like, you're supposed to get the drama from. He's more of the audience. He's, like, the person witnessing everything happen. Yeah. He's the outlet that you're all... Like, you see everything through his eyes when it comes to the monsters. He's the one that is seeing them up front and personal for everything. Because he just, like, happens to be on, basically, the ground almost everywhere that they are, from, from one reason or another. And because of that, I really appreciated that because that it's it was more of my that was the outlet that like childhood me would have seen everything through or would want to have seen everything through of like the perspective of a soldier running through watching literally the monster he worshipped the entire time as this whole thing. So like childhood me would be like this is exactly what I wanted. And watching it in the theater that time when I first saw it, I basically, I was like freaking six years old again. I was just like, 
yep, this is exa- this is everything. Like all my friends watched me. It was like I, this is back in school in uh, Savannah, Georgia, when I was going to college, and all my friends were just around me in this IMAX theater. Just they're watching the movie, but they're just also watching me <laughs> watch the movie and freak the fuck out. Especially like anything that would happen. I was just like, <gasps> it was like losing my shit and stuff. And like watching it now too, it's still gives me goosebumps every time I watch, like, his Atomic Blast or the Halo Jump or, like, anything, honestly, that happens between, like, the Soldier, like, Aaron, Dude, uh, that Ford. Halo Jump. Like, the the, the Halo Jump is when so good. Is, like, oh, so crazy. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's so freaking good. It, it's it's so superb. And that, that stuff, guys, just watch that either with headphones on or if you got some good, nice speakers, like, or a sound bar, like, blast that shit. It's so Dude, good. Like, speaking Especially of an- with all the monster sounds, like, you uh, want yeah. that. You Dude, want that okay. stuff. So, two, I got, like, two or three scenes to specifically shout out <laughs> at this point. So, speaking of the sound effects, uh, the scene where uh, Ford is, like, checking out the train tracks, because, like, they, there's, like, a Mudo sighting, and they're just like, are the tracks still there? And if so, then we'll just keep the train going. And they go, and they have to, like, they, the Mudo female ends up, like, being there or whatever. And they have to, like, be quiet for a minute. And it's just, like, and then for that scene, the only sounds are, like, the clicking noises that the Mudo yes. makes. And, dude, like, the sound in that scene, I was just, like, fuck. Like, whoever designed the sound effects for the for the Mudos, like, it, it literally, and granted, this is, like, movie magic or whatever, but it sounded like an organic insect clicking, but, like, if it was fucking huge and the sound was having to travel through, like, several feet of, like, organic matter. Yeah, I mean, they're very much based off of, like, parasitic insects. for the, Like, they're very much like that style of uh, monster. And the cool thing, too, about it was, like, both of them have more distinct sounds. Yeah. Because they're, like, different. One's a male and he's, like, a, a winged creature... And a lot smaller, and the female's bigger. And actually, the way she has her... Uh, would you call them legs or something else? They're definitely you... legs. It's just, like, she has, like, two really large ones, and then, like, what seems like two smaller ones on her chest to, I guess, for more fine mo- motions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she has, honestly, like, uh, more tendency to... Like, she has movement like an ape. Yeah. If you notice, that was yeah. very much what I've noticed, and I really liked that a lot. And it was it was just really like one is like the the first one is like almost like a moth or a bat. It's like a combination of like moth and Rodan almost kind of. Mm. And then the second one, yeah, is more like an ape, like kind of like King Kong if he was on all fours all the time. And that I always thought was really cool with those two. And the cool thing also about them is they're brand new original monsters. Yeah. They're just like completely made up for it. And like James, do you remember what Muto stands for? Uh, massive unidentified terrestrial organism. I can't believe I actually That's me clapping, that. guys. That's me. I'm <laughs> so proud of you. I actually, I was so, I was trying to go so fast. The legendary asked that. They're like, "What's Muto stand for?" And I tweeted out like so fast, and I was like, "No, I'm the fifth one to say this. Damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, I just, God. I really yeah. like that they put effort into thinking up like the biology of these species. That, like, the male and the female have, like, very different qualities for different purposes. Yes. Like, like, the male has the wings and it's smaller because it's the one that's, like, meant to be agile and go out and get food for the female. And the female is, like, fucking huge and massive so that she can protect the nest. 
Yeah. Like, I thought that was a really cool idea that they thought about that. And correct me if I'm wrong, there's, like, a moment where, like, the male one basically, like, latches onto the back of the female and acts like wings for the female. Did that happen? I don't think so. I could be wrong on that, but that'd be. I think they cool. just. I, I can't remember actually for that part. Uh, oh shit! I suck. I'm not. I don't think so. I want to say I don't think so. Yeah, and then like so another one of the two scene, the three scenes that I thought was super interesting was again Elizabeth Olsen when like so she's like waiting outside of one of the shelters like waiting for Ford to show up, and then like the Mudo just like the male one like lands on one of the skyscrapers of San Francisco and she's just like, oh fuck, what is that? like runs like literally is like the opposite direction of it and then that's when godzilla shows up yes and And he comes out of the water it's like from the i was trying to guess they're on like market street or something or close to it because you have the ferry building most likely on that side or like something on the pier because it's like a bunch of buildings there and then he's like on the other side i could be wrong because also they ran into bart yeah they, they they were using the bart station as a shelter so, like, I just love the look on her face of, like, she's running aw- away from, like, this massive creature, and then an even fucking bigger one shows up, and she's just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, I think they were at Montgomery Station, and it's the station between Embarcadero and Pal. Yeah. I'm almost pot like, but yeah, yeah. It, even though the Bart symbol looked like not Bart, I was like, uh, which logo is this? <laughs> and then, like... The last scene that I just, like, have to point out is, like, fucking amazing. You probably are going to guess. is like, the... Mouth to mouth? Yeah. I so, knew like, it. How did I know? Just because, like... Okay, so the fact that Godzilla, the like, death, saves those Ford, are the two names. like, last second. And he's just, like... It's, like, the most badass finisher move I could ever conceive of Godzilla doing. Like, doing his nuke breath, like, directly down. Like, he literally, like, melted... The Mudo's throat from the inside out to like the head came off, and just yes. like that triumphant like, like it was so fucking cool. And then he roars, and then it does another triumphant like horn blowing. Like fucking throws the head like, and into then he the just bay. falls down. <laughs> Dude, I was like, fuck that. Uh, Dude, man, the whole I just thing came in too. It's a little bit about (laughs) the whole thing too about it is like uh the the, like godzilla and ford are very intertwined of like they have a lot of matching stuff like they're both getting the shit kicked out of them throughout the movie and they're just going from place to place and uh at the end like they're both done because ford had godzilla pretty much was attacked by both of these things at once and they like punctured him a shit ton of times so he's fucking done also a building fell on at 1.2 so he's just like i'm tired I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to fall down. Ford yeah. survived Hawaii. It came out relatively unscathed. Then went with the train, with the nuke. He's like the only survivor. Fell off the, like, had to jump off the bridge and, like, got hit by the train falling down or something. So he, like, washed up with a bunch of corpses and destroyed military equipment and was, like, covered in mud. And then survives that. And then proceeds to immediately after that do a halo jump. Come down destroy an entire nest of muto eggs to then be basically the explosion shoots him into the air and just throws him and then he gets onto a boat where there's a nuke and he sets it off to basically in his in the process kill himself to get the nuke away from the city yeah i'm like super <laughs> like, surprised that shit. they actually like found him and got him both times yeah dude that was holy shit that was crazy i mean 
the first time it made more sense with the train because like uh that was where everyone was and then with the boat i guess they just knew they saw it and they're like is that a fucking boat and they're like it, nuclear signature or something it was also because um so the whole thing with like the emps and everything else the cool thing about the emps was like when they get to san francisco you have the entire like you have all these uh jet fighters all over the place and once the mudos were in the air or like the male one was in the air that sent out like its presence basically emits an emp so all the jets start falling and the cool thing was you see elizabeth olsen's character and she just looks up and just randomly because it's all foggy and stuff you just see a pilot parachuting down and you're like yeah. what the hell and, she's just and like, then you just that's see odd. yeah you're just like why and then you just see the jet fly into us like into one of the buildings and you're just like oh my god and that's what the first thing that freaks her the shit out because she's like what the hell was that and then you see them you know after and you're just like oh my god oh my god Dude, <laughs> like it's something that literally Mudo, defies like um, when he like dies into the water fuck that's a cool shot it's oh god it's such a good shot and everything else just like all the ships being moved by godzilla and like the bridge oh, scene yeah the, that bus driver was just like i, I ain't paid enough for this shit and yeah. just fucking drove off someone on twitter was like that bus driver's a fucking hero so dude i cracked up i think it was um nerdist or legend i think it was nerdist basically said uh godzilla is a hero like a tsunami is a hero for taking out a fire <laughs> that's, like, that's fair i guess i was like oh that's pretty true i mean like the whole thing is god the, the way the american movies uh, portray him is godzilla is a force of nature yeah and he makes sure there's still a balance so the the mutos uh, having mated and doing that stuff like because the, the, they're a parasitic race or a species uh would basically unbalance the earth just like Ghidorah unbalances the earth and Godzilla is like the check to that balance make sure it stays in uh in constant just like you know tranquil like not tranquility but like it, it's his equal everything makes sense and uh another thing with the mudos or like the EMP stuff like uh some of my friends complained that like uh if, if, let's say an EMP happens and the EMP is gone. Does everything come back to power immediately? Yeah, no that that's fair. That's a problem. That, that was that, one, that is happen. one of the that's one of the problems I had with it, which I understand. I, I'm not defending it for that. Like, uh, but yeah, that was one of the things. Like, because uh, when the female Mudo is killed and the male one's already dead, all of the power to like the city to the boat, everything comes back. And it's just like, wait, that's not how an EMP works. And someone's like, oh, it's because it's uh it's a natural emp <laughs> yeah like i i tried to make sense of that like well maybe maybe their like electric field is not like strong enough to fry the electronics it's like it, a it's blocking service yeah but it's strong enough to cause like interference along the cir uh, circuits and granted i'm not an electrical engineer i could be way wrong on this but like Maybe there is enough of an electrical field that it would make stuff not work, but not, like, broken? I yeah. don't know. I, th I, 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 like, the only explanation I really can't think of is that of just, like, yeah, you have no service now. <laughs> you have to wait till the connection is clear again. Yeah. 
Oh, like a jammer. Uh, like maybe they work like a jammer. That whatever. is true. Yeah, it's like a yeah, like one of yeah, exactly. Just like in a game, if you go and there's like I can't call it an airstrike because there's this thing jamming the signal and yeah. you have to go blow it up and then it's done. Actually, that happened in the game Mercenaries Playground of Destruction, the best PlayStation Two game. Yeah. Uh, so see anything anything else you want to say for that movie nah i already gushed about like three or four scenes at this point so i'm good gotcha uh one last thing i do want to say like it goes back to like my whole childhood stuff and like the interaction and like the connectivity between the main human and the main monster uh the scene where godzilla had i want to say it's when godzilla kills the it's either before or after he kills the male mito and Ford had destroyed the nest. And Godzilla, it's like either before or after that, but uh, they make that eye contact with each other. Yeah. That was, that was like that, that was the me. that's, that. I think that's what solidified everything for me. Because that was like the me moment of like, as a kid, that's what I cared about a lot. It was just like, if you could do ever that thing where it's like eye to eye, but it's like that weird animalistic connection. And things like that where it's like you're both trying to achieve the same thing that that was like that that hits me it hits me right in the heart man but god like dude you know how much baja blast i drank during the like during that time in 2014 probably about as much as i did which was a lot i drank a good. lot i also told people because i was like yo this looks like godzilla atomic blast except in a bottle so if i drink enough of it maybe i'll get irradiated and i could do it on my own <laughs> it'll be like oh he shoots atomic blast nah he just shoots baja blast <laughs> it's my atomic baja blast <laughs> uh, oh god that you know someone should make that into an anime i think that'd be a good time just the mountain dew baja blast anime that'd be great i think that's like one of the two sodas i'm just like uh and I'm trying to lose weight, but if it's this or Surge, like, I'll just go out of my way to get those. Dude, so I don't I even remember them. where I found it, but, like, at some point I found, uh, like, maybe it was Richmond Market, but, like, it's, at some point some market I went to had, like, a bottle of Baja Blast, and I was like, oh, my God, this was, like, gone, like, a year ago. Like, what? And it's a year old. Yeah, no, it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, several months expired at this point, and, which is saying something, because Mountain Dew usually lasts, like, a fucking while. Wasn't it flat? It was crazy flat, but I still, I fucking bought it, because I was like, well, I got it. It's Baja Blast. Yeah, the, there is, so, the, near our, near our <laughs> houses in San Francisco, there's a corner store called Richmond Market. And we love going there because it's an excuse for us to go take a walk and talk. And that's actually how the, besides like going out to lunch sometimes, that's how the podcast spawned out because we'd always talk for so long that it was like, oh, we could do a podcast by doing this, uh, which I think we explained all the way back in like the first episode of the, the show. Oh, yeah. And the the, the corner store, though, <laughs> is very famous for just having stuff that's expired. And you'd think, because you're like, you know what, I'm going to just... I'm going to buy it anyway. And I'm going to buy it all. Buy all these fucking Crackle Bars. Hershey's yeah. Crackle Bars. They'll just put out and, like, a, like a box of Hershey's that are like a year old until yeah. until someone buys the last bar. And you do buy the last bar. Not that it was me that did this, even though it was. Because <laughs> uh, I just wanted to I wanted to have the new... I don't know. I just I wanted Crackle, but it was the only ones there. So I'm like, oh, once this is gone, he'll either just not be selling Crackle anymore because of how old this is. Or he'll have a new one. Get it. And it's a new one. And it had also recently, it wasn't as expired as the other ones, but it was still expired. And then I quit. I was like, you know what? I'm never buying expired stuff from this place ever again. Because <laughs> I kept getting it. Because almost everything's expired. 
and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just we still go there. <laughs> you just yeah, just don't think about it. It's, it's part of the charm. It's like one of those places where it's like it's so good it's bad or no, it's so bad it's good, but it's still bad. So it's not good, but we do it anyway. Yeah, that makes more sense. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's enough of Godzilla. We'll probably do the same thing with Kong Skull Island, and especially too because I, like I said, I haven't seen that since it was in theaters, and I think I was in LA for that. So that's gonna be a, it's gonna be really fun to watch that again. Uh, but next up, we'll talk about. We're actually already James. It's already we're already an hour and a half in. Yeah, we ended up talking about Godzilla for a while. It was a good time. Uh, it was so. Yeah. Want to at least talk about Westworld and then close it out after that? Yeah, we could probably or... finish off Westworld. Yeah, because uh, I guess to start it off, like I was like a whole season behind. Like I never watched season two until like a few weeks ago when I was finally like, oh wait, yeah, that third season's happening. Ah shit, I never watched that last season. I should do that, and so I did. Goddamn, it went to some crazy fucking places. Like, I guess it. How did you feel? How did you feel about the dual time settings where it's like one you don't at first you honestly uh, don't know when something's taking place? I feel like they did it because they did the a similar thing in the first season, but the in the first season the fact that they you didn't know that that was what was happening made it such an amazing revelation when you find out like oh shit, like half of this has been like in the past. That is true. Uh, that, that was that was her. So for so, me, or you know, you go, you go. So like for me, I was like, it was more frustrating because I was like the whole time I was just like, okay, so I know that some of this is happening after other things. I just don't know. Yeah. Like it. So it just became frustrating because I guess half the time I was trying to figure out like not instead of just watching it and enjoying what's happening, I was trying to figure out like so what is the current time i don't know yeah because the whole thing with the first season you have two timelines that are going on and it's each timeline has a different set of characters really uh one's like dolores and uh william and stuff like that and then the other timeline is uh the man in black and some other stuff too but like you know you find out william is the man in black but it's yeah. it's so good the way they do that. That was a crazy a, revelation. You're like, oh my god, it's the same guy, and it's like two completely different times. It's like it's literally decades apart for the timeline, which is really really cool because everything that just happened, it, it makes it it just all fits together because you're like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now with like everything. Yeah, and it just was more of a really cool reveal. Whereas season two, it's because it, you, you distinctively feel like the man in black and William are separate characters. Like they don't feel like the same yeah. person. So it doesn't feel like it's like uh, doing anything. Whereas season two, you have different stuff with Bernard and both of these like slightly different. This is like not even like uh, years apart. This is like hours to days apart for some stuff. It's really yeah. weird. It's like a day or two, maybe an hour. Like, I mean, it's like 12 hours to a day or two days, three days, something like that. It's, it's like such a small span of time. It's like the whole second season basically takes place over the point, like right after season one ends where the hosts become free and then and start killing it, everyone. Yeah. And then it's like the next 
I want to say at least a few days until the park gets like under control again. Yeah. And this is just confusing. Exactly. Yeah, I was you, more confused than anything. It's just the same exact characters, and now you're like, are they doing this? Is it this? It, it's it's all jumbled, and you kind of it honestly took me out of it because I I wasn't as I don't want to say I was less invested, but it just didn't make as much sense, and I didn't want to try enough to make it make more sense. Yeah, and even when you figure out like at the very end, like what parts were the the most present parts, you're still just like, oh. Okay, okay then, I guess. As opposed yeah. to like, oh shit, the man in black is the other guy? What? So like, yeah, season one is a lot stronger. It's like a better quality uh, season than like season two. Now, we both watched uh, the first three episodes of season three. Uh, James, you watched the fourth episode. We'll talk about ap- actually episodes four and five next week after Kong. <laughs> uh so, for these three episodes, so far, you have one timeline. It's yeah. not different times. There's, like, different things happening at the same time, pretty much. But they're not, like, inter- they're not like not working with each other, making things confusing. The, the, the theme and the setting are a lot different. So, like, the first two are taking place in the parks and everything else. This one is in the real world. There's, like, a little bit... In the beginning... Oh, with uh, World World? Yeah, where Maeve is, like, stuck in World Italy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, World World is a World War II park. And it's in Italy. Or, like, war-torn Italy, and the Nazis are there and yeah, stuff. Like and there's, Italy, like... Yeah, like, there's, like... Wait, no, uh, I guess it wouldn't be occupied. Italy was... It's weird. It's like the Germans are still doing stuff, and the there's, like, uh, freedom fighters that you can uh, do yeah. stuff with. But the thing is, it's, like not even there it's all in her head which uh, makes yeah, you almost about that it, it all ended up being like a simulation anyway yeah i did so like that... that though the how she figured out how to like break it yes that was great it's like all these stupid quotes you have the you have the you're a traitor and you're a traitor so everyone just shoots themselves or whatever yeah well that, that, that and was... she's also like hey you what's the square root of negative one and she's just like interns yeah so funny so fucking ridiculous it was it was very good and also what's his face uh, the British guy that uh, helps her in the last season. I felt so bad for him when he started to glitch and he's just like no, but I am him though. Yeah, because you're what? like, how did he survive? And then you're like, oh, he is dead. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting though. That even though he wasn't like the real him, he was still like, well, I still want to help you though. Yeah, that was that was great. He was he was built to act against her, and he still helped her. Because yeah. they still made him, like, I guess they tried to make him like himself. Yeah. Except he had, like, a weird crush on her, which was kind of funny. Yeah. That was how she figured out that it wasn't really yeah. him. Cause she, he was a little too like, lovey-dovey. She was just like, no, your motivation wasn't that you had, like, a crush on me. You actually were a good person and wanted to help. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. And that was, like, Maeve's stuff is very interesting because she's kind of, like, trapped in this uh the secret buyer yeah the guy that's like taking over the shares of the park or like the whole like company that owns the park and the cool thing is too the company is run by tessa thompson who is like i mean the the actress tessa thompson who plays first like her do you remember her name oh man i don't i don't basically she plays like the ceo of the company 
And then she dies at the end of the second season. And what happens is Dolores, like the main revolutionary uh, host, takes like makes a robot replication of her, of uh, Tessa Thompson's character, and uses that to get out of the park. And then uh, recreates her own body and transfers one of the other hosts into her. So it's not a new host. It's a, it's an existing one from the previous season, which I couldn't figure out at first who it was. Uh, there's some revelations in episode four about that. It's Isn't pretty it, crazy. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess. Is it uh, is it that female uh, host that was like the welcomer? It's, I don't think you would guess it. It's Teddy. No. Okay. Cool. So uh, oh, it's gonna be a fun. G- oh shit! This will be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited. To, but it is someone from the it's previous like the seasons, la- it's right? It's like the revelation at the end of the fourth episode that you figure out who she brought with her, and it's just like, oh, oh, I want to know where that's going. Is it gonna? Is it gonna? Is it so? It's someone from the previous two seasons. I'm assuming, right? It is someone you would know. Okay, but oh, you wouldn't I'm expect. So ex- oh, I'm so excited! This is gonna be so much fun. And then, uh, did they say who the? Uh, so they made it, she kills the bodyguard of another guy. So yeah. there's a bodyguard and he's killed. The best part is this bodyguard, I forget the actor's name, but he is from Sons of Anarchy. He's the biker named Chibs, who's like this Irish guy. And dude, in this one, he, that dude is killed and replicated by a robot. <laughs> uh, did they say who he is? Yes. You find out like everyone that she brought with her. But it is pe- all people that are from the show. Yes. Or from the other seasons. Okay. Yes, technically. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, so it's so far it's just interesting because it's very slow going. Uh, there's no action really in this one. It's it's just a lot more like it feels like everyone's it's just scheming and plotting nonstop. Yeah. And then you're just like, ooh, what's going to happen? And you have um, Aaron Paul, right? Yeah, I'm really interested to see where he's going because I, I really like how they set up his character. Where he is, like... A war veteran who's very displaced. Yeah, and, like, he, I just like that he ends up being, like, gravitating towards Dolores and saying that, like, she is the first, like, real, real thing. thing that has happened to him in a long time. Which is interesting, because depending on she's how not you real. look at it, she's not real. Yeah, she's a, she's a robot. She's, a, she's not a real human being, if that makes sense. So but she's fully self-aware now so she practically yeah. you know just so it's like person. she is what i would consider alive but she's not necessarily human which is yeah. why i find it interesting that she is taking a human as like a companion along this like whatever her plan is and just like the whole idea of like that supercomputer that just like predicts everyone's life yeah and like that's how like, I liked that reveal, where she, she's, like, taking, Air, like, Aaron Paul's character to, like, various places of importance to his life. Like, the diner where his mom basically accidentally abandoned him because she was, like, schizophrenic or whatever. Yes. And he, then she, like, takes him to a pier somewhere, and he's just, just like, uh, so uh, what is this? Like, some place that I, like had my first beer or whatever, like, something like that. And she's like, no, this is where you kill yourself in about ten years. And he's like, what? what? Like, yeah. yeah, I was like, uh... 
<laughs> yeah, there's this like computer that's basically just like calculated everyone's life, and if it doesn't deem you important, then it doesn't like bother to like help you at all or whatever. And like, that's why your life is so fucked. It's because not because you haven't tried hard enough. It's just that the system has chosen to not care for you. The system has failed you. Basically. And it's just like, I really thought that was... What kind of analogy is that, James? <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting that she just escaped a world where literally her every move is controlled. And in the real, quote, real world, like, she, like, basically all other humans are in the same boat. Like, there yeah. is some system that has predetermined every single thing that they will do. And there is no such thing as freedom, even to yeah, The future humans. is such a bleak place there, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And the whole thing of, like, her revolution. I'm very curious as to where it's going to go. If it's, like, at first it looks like it was just, like, the hosts are going to take over. They're going to destroy all the... It's, like, I wasn't sure if they were going to kill the humans or just kind of, like, take over. Now I'm, like... Maybe she is, like, more towards, like, just the system itself, and she helps some humans or not, or it turns out she's, like, like freaking Danny Tar- Daenerys Targaryen, and he's just like, oh, I do have to kill you, fuck. I also want to know where, like, Bernard fits into all this, because he seems to think that, like, she brought him back... As a check. At, yeah, as a check Checks against it. her somehow. Yeah. Oh, also the revelation that the, like, head of security was a host the whole time. Do you remember his like, name? No, unfortunately. I don't remember shit. It's, but not, it's like, not as easy with the names here, damn it. Yeah, I'm terrible with names. So, like, literally when he found that guy in the room, and I was just like, what? Holy shit, that guy was a host the whole time? What? Yeah, that was that was very surprising. Yeah. Holy shit. And, but I'm happy he's in it now. I'm like, this is great, because he's, like, uh, yeah. hella... He's, like, this unbeatable guy now. You're just like, oh, shit. Well, I just like that he's... Yeah, he was this, like, unbeatable guy when he was in his prime. Now that he's got, like, he's, like, literally damaged. Like, his body is damaged. He's, like, supposed to be this really strong fighter, but he's got, like, this broken down body. And he's just, like, he's, he's like, yeah, I don't have a built-in, like, story like the rest of you, so I don't really care. I'm just, like, I did my job, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that, like, Bernard reached, uh, uh reprograms him to like help him and he's just like you could have just asked <laughs> yeah it's so sh- yeah he's just like all right whatever like yeah. they're i like that they're buddies now it's, it's enjoyable yeah I'm, I'm excited for episode four one last thing uh i do want to say was that i was dying i was laughing so hard about this so all right episode three you have tessa thompson's character go to pick up her son and he's with this, like, child predator guy that has a nice-looking oh, dog. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And the dude's just like, hey. And she's like, <laughs> she just goes and starts choking him. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I couldn't believe it because I was like, dude, that's hilarious. But, that, like, I was just like, oh, he's getting it. Because pretty much he was, like, some form of child predator, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I, I know I had no bad feelings towards him, but then I felt bad because I looked over and you just hear the dog whimper. 
yeah. And I'm like, no, no. And the dog's like, because, you know, you just feel bad for the dog. Yeah, the dog it's like, well, the dog, the dog doesn't know what's going on. Like, that's like the only person that's taking care of the dog. So you feel bad for the dog more for like the relationship than anything. And also that's like, you know, it's a nice dog. And then I just was like, oh, no. And then she just see her with the dog. Like, hey, I got you a dog. And I start, dude, I started laughing. So I was like, this is amazing. She the dog's got a nice home now and the child predator's dead <laughs> everything's great this is wonderful <laughs> so interesting thing about that i could be like just looking into it a little bit too much or whatever but it seems like whoever is inside of that body is kind of like not handling it well oh no she's freaking the fuck out i need seems, to cut myself open and that's the thing like it seems like the person who Tessa Thompson was is like somehow like reasserting herself, which, which is really sense crazy. Yeah. Because she's like literally like that, that person is dead. I think her name was Charlotte. Oh, maybe. Uh, I don't remember her last name, but I'm going to say it's Charlotte. We'll call her Charlotte. <laughs> but yeah. Like she very clearly I should be looking is like, IMDb right now. Like, whoever is, like, in that body is having trouble being that person all the time. And, like, it doesn't make sense that they would have, like, a copy of the original person's, like, psyche in there. Unless it's, like, to better act as that person. But, like, it seemed, like, especially in that scene when she became super protective of the child that's, like, technically not hers. She said, like, thank you for reminding me, like, my purpose. And they... It is Charlotte Hale. Ah, okay. There we go. And they've said previously in, like, other seasons that, like, the most important thing for a host's, like, psyche to stay in contact or, like, stable is to have, like, a strong cornerstone memory. And so what if somehow, I don't understand how this would happen, somehow Charlotte's, like, instinctive protection of her child is making her basically come back to life and take over what should be like the robot version of her body somehow yes or like the the host uh the host's mind yeah because like i just want to know where that conflict is going because that looks that's weird yeah Uh, but you said we're gonna get a lot more of that in episode four yes there are some huge revelations in episode four Ooh, so yeah that's gonna be fun guys so oof uh, so I'd say so far, at least first ep- episodes-wise, this is definitely a great improvement from season two. Oh, yeah. uh, it's I'm liking definitely it standing on, on its own, and I'm very curious to see where it goes. It's obviously, like I said, it's a lot more slow-paced. It's not action-y. It's just very much more... Uh, uh, if you want action, this next episode's got a bit of action. Oh, Force got action? Okay, sweet. So Maeve's a fucking badass. <laughs> awesome. Next week, like I said, we're going to tackle the news if i think it might be like this week if not maybe shorter because we already got now paramount sony and disney have already released now all their release dates so we've got that done i don't think there's gonna be changes with the parks by next week and unless there's honestly some new conference or something there's gonna be a lot less news most likely with that being the case that should hopefully give us a lot more time to talk even more about what we're watching and more of what we're playing because like i said i'm gonna be talking about like mainly everything i'm watching first unless like it's a full episode then i'll dedicate like probably half of it to just witcher 3 or something if i could talk that long about it we'll see uh because that's like the biggest game i want to talk about out of like seven or eight games i have on my list right now and uh like i said kong skull island for sure next week we're talking about that that'll probably be the main highlight like godzilla was for this week 
and we're going to talk about episodes four and five of Westworld, and yeah, as much of as much as anything else we can do uh, for the time. Uh, we're almost shit. We're getting close to two hours. Uh, we did we did it again, James. We got too ahead of ourselves. Dang it! Oh well, at least we had to right. doing it. Like I said before, if you have a question you want to ask the show, you can do it anytime you want. It could be for this episode, it could be for the next episode, or it could be for episode 43, 44, whatever you want to do. Uh, whether it's regarding us, current situations going on, games, movies, TV, whatever, or just our opinions on things or whatever like that, just feel free to shoot us an email at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You could also email us at that uh, address if you want to tell us any feedback that's positive or negative. And then if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at uh, Sutra Side Talk. And if you want to follow James on Twitter, you can at InvaderJim124. You can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And like I said, all this stuff will be in the show notes. So it should be like if you're like SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that, it'll be at the bottom or like just show like the notes and the stuff. It'll have everything there. Uh, all the information for contact will be below the episode's description of like what's going on in it. And then uh, if you want to help us out, since this is free, no ads, I'll lose money by doing this, uh, please, whatever it is for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, please uh, subscribe, like it, give it five stars, a good review, all that kind of stuff. And above all, the best thing you could do is please share it with your friends, family, anyone else that you think would enjoy this. Uh, maybe if you hate them and you want, you know, they're going to hate it, give it to them too. Just, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just please spread the word that'll really help us out and get this uh more people just taking a look at it uh that would be great all right guys until next week it has been a pleasure to serve you guys have a good time yep thanks for listening